You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk Podcast. 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 Hello there. Hey, Lisa. Lisa, man. Hi. White Crow. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's right. Whatever you want to call me. You can call me Ray. You can call me Jay. Nice. Only to call me late for dinner. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Hey, thank you so much for being on the Old Guys Talk Metal Sometimes Punk podcast. Yes, You're here with my co-host Sean Hart yes. and me, Bobby V. So hey. we finally got you on. We had you on the showcase show on the radio show. Now yeah. we're getting into podcasts. We're getting down and dirty. <laughs> yeah. Not, not right. all, the, not all that dirty, but we can, we can go that direction. <laughs> but I was just saying that we had a lot of great response on the radio show. We did. They, yeah, the were, Poisoner. Oh. What a great album, The Poisoners. Man, I love that album. Oh man, talk Thank about you. talk about hard driving traditional metal. Yeah. Right. I Absolutely, like man. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Because now we get such. I mean, the hell with all this barf metal. This chick belts it out. (laughs) (laughs) Barf metal. That's what I call it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or you call it cookie monster metal. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? I don't mind some of it. It is cool. It's like what happened to Days of Singers, like, you know, Jeff Tate, Bruce Dickinson, and, you know, Ronnie James Dio. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that anymore. Who can hit the notes anymore these days? That's. That's Lisa, how Lisa, I roll. Yeah, Lisa can. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so now, Lisa, you've got you. I mean, you got like a who's who of metal gods playing on your records, right? I mean, you. I mean, come on. Well, mostly it's me playing on the record. I did the bass and the guitars nice. and the vocals. Nice. Uh, but I did have uh, uh, ex Glacier guitarist Mady Farjami okay. play a couple of uh, solos. Uh, he and I actually were friends in high school, and we used to jam a long ass time ago. And uh, so, yeah, I knew he was the guy for the job. And then I also had uh, Vinny Apathy oh, come on, play people. on a track because it's like you know, sixty beats per minute. Man, nobody can lay down a slow, heavy groove like Vinny. Right. Yeah. I mean, we love Vinny Apathy. I mean, how many? You know, come on, Black Sabbath, Dio. You know, Vanilla oh, yeah. Fudge. Vanilla Fudge? No, that's uh, Karma. That oh, is that Karma? Oh, it's that's, his brother. That's his big brother. Oh, what yeah. What's, you know, King Cobra. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, you're 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 primarily a blues artist, correct? Correct, Mundo. So, yep, that's what I do for a living. That's what I've done for a living for quite a long time, and I've self-produced uh, quite a few uh, albums. So all of a sudden, so. one day you just decide to become White Crone and you just start doing the metal thing. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I I grew up a metalhead. I mean, I grew up in mosh pits. I was like the thirteen year old kid that the you know the guys would pick up and throw around and and stage dive and all that stuff. So that's how I grew up, and I I grew up listening to Iron Maiden. Actually, that's how I really learned how to play the bass was playing along with my Iron Maiden records, you know, and singing along with Bruce and Dio and Eric Adams and, and Rob Halford. And, you know, that was, that was my upbringing. And, you know, so, but I also was into uh, Black Sabbath and Cream and Deep Purple and those kind of proto metal bands that that really were blues influenced. So when I started as a working bass player some years ago, working uh, in the blues scene in Portland, Oregon, uh, I felt like, oh, okay. So these are the lines that uh, John Paul Jones was playing. Okay, I get it. So you know, I kind of found my way into the blues through the back door. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, I think metal's primarily based upon the blues anyway, in my opinion. You can draw a straight line. Yeah, Damn right. You, it's, you can draw a straight line. But what's interesting is, is like classical music got involved. And it's like it started from the blues, but then they started like taking the blues out of it. Yeah, and yeah. straightening things out, you know. And so it's just it's become this its own thing. But I just really miss I miss the old stuff. I really just wanted to make a record for me. I wanted to make a record that the sixteen year old me would have bought. Right. You know, that's why I made this record. But then as I was making it, as I was recording at home on my home studio and with my electronic drums and stuff, I just thought, you know, maybe this is something other people are gonna want to hear. So I just took a leap of faith and said yeah, okay. I'm doing this now. <laughs> well, I love That's the artwork. I love the artwork. I love the photographs. It's just uh, the whole the whole thing. The whole record is great. It is. It's traditional heavy metal, which is, I think is being well, lost a little bit nowadays with all the you know the death metal and the brutal death metal and the deathcore and the myriad <laughs> genres out there. Yeah. yeah. But me, I'll, like still, I'll, I'll still go put on, like, Number of the Beast. I'll put on Last in Line. <laughs> uh, you know me, it's going to be Deep Purple a, all day long. A Deep Purple all day long? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Why not? Amen. A little Geezer Butler, you know, all this stuff. Old Sabbath. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cream, so, even, yeah. That's right. So you won some awards playing bass guitar, correct? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I've been very blessed. Um, uh, Like I said, you know, I came from hard rock and metal and top 40 even and and you know, I started producing blues CDs and started getting involved in the blues scene. And in 2015, I was nominated for a blues music award, which is like, that's like a blues Grammy. And so they had this award show in Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, I really did not expect to win, but I won. And then I got nominated the next year and I won. And so for somebody who plays a six string bass and who has a heavy metal background, I was just really honored to be accepted by the blues community. And, uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I really fell in love with the music. I mean, and, uh, you know, but to be accepted by that community really means a lot. And the Cascade Blues Association, that's our regional blues society. Right. You know, they've given me some awards for my bass playing and, and for my albums and stuff. And so it just, it really feels good to be, um, accepted, to be honored by my peers, you know? But it's funny. How come you didn't go in the metal direction? You know, uh, when I was 19 years old, I decided I wanted to work as a bass player. So I had been like, uh, my first band was a band called Dead Conspiracy, who went on to, you know, make some records and stuff. But we were, God, we were teenagers, man. And we played at this uh, shithole called the Satyricon in Portland. We played four gigs there. And I remember our first gig. We got paid 13 bucks and I had to ask my cousin for some quarters so we could split the money four ways. You know, that's what we got. the whole band got paid 13 bucks. So when I was 19, I decided, well, I, you know, I want to play bass for a living. So I started doing club gigs and I started playing. And also I like funk and soul and stuff like that. So I was playing, you know, like just top 40 music and dance music. And I just kind of got on that rail as a working musician and it wasn't until much later that I started um, playing in the blues scene. Cause I lived in Seattle in the nineties and I played in some, uh, you know, I wasn't in the, the grunge scene at all, but I played in some rock bands that played some of those same clubs. But when I moved back to Portland, uh, 
there's a really strong blues scene. It was kind of like, if you want to work, if you want to get paid for a living, you better play some blues. So I just started playing with these heavyweights, uh, Linda Hornbuckle, uh, Sonny Hess, uh, uh, the late, great Paul DeLay, Lloyd Jones, Curtis Salgado, people like that. And, uh, you know, I just fell in love with the music. So uh, then I started making my own records. And um, so I've been making records on my own. And uh, when it came time, I wanted to do this metal album. I, I felt equipped. You know, I knew what to do. Well, I mean, it's a fantastic album. It's, it's, it's pretty darn spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And it's so cool to hear traditional metal again. Real metal, real singing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Real, Thank God for real singing. Yeah. I mean. Jeepers. Yeah. We need to bring it back. I think we do. I mean, especially in this dang age. You know, there is no rock on. Radio I mean, this band still do as they're doing it, but we do. We talk about bands yeah. like Saxon and people like that. You know, they have to do it. Yeah. But, but the newer yeah. bands, there's some that that do real singing. You know, yeah, there's a resurgence of of the style and and the classic forms and the yeah. dual lead guitars and stuff like right. that. You know, I kind of differ when it comes to a lot of the other female singers because there's kind of a trend toward. Uh, operatic you know or pretty singing girly sure. singing sure whereas i i i mean i learned how to sing with iron maiden and eric adams i was hearing you know, some and, rob halford in there I was hearing and halford yeah. there's some halford screams i mean so my approach is it's, it's more manly i don't know <laughs> right so i tend to just belt but that's kind of my blues style too i you know i'm real influenced by uh Coco Taylor and Etta James and those belters. So, yeah, I mean, it's been now. Now it is different, but growing up, you know, it's harder for women to be in metal. You know, there's a macho man scene. You know, but oh, yeah. then, 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 but there was Doro Pesh and there was Girl School, and then of mm-hmm. course the Runaways, L Seven. These kind of other bands came up. Yeah, but I mean Nita now, Ford. yeah, Nina Hagen. Nita Ford. Yeah, yeah, Nita Ford. yeah. yeah. But now you have Ginger, you have uh, Arch Enemy, you have all these other bands doing it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like the female fronted bands are the bigger bands nowadays. Don't forget, I pick Warnock. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so you so from playing bass, started playing guitar because you're playing all the guitars in the album, like you just said. How did you get into yeah. that? I just want to start playing guitar. I mean, is, is it an easy transition? Well, I don't know between a bass and a guitar player. I think it can't be that easy. I- it's, it's not. You know why? Because those strings are so freaking small and they hurt. That's what I always say. They're too tiny, man. I see these guys with these big meat hooks and they're playing these little tiny strings. I don't know how they do it, but I, I, I taught I myself how to play just well enough to make the album. I'm still a really crappy guitar player, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I am, too. So I play bass and keyboards and drums and stuff. And I, every time I pick up the guitar, I'm like, how do they do this on this tiny little thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard to do. Agreed. It's, Agreed. And, it is and they too, hurt, it's man. Too little. Yeah, it's yeah you get blisters. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I mean, I tried it for like a week and I gave up. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty, I was trying to be like Angus, you know. I was trying to be, but it didn't work out that way. I end up doing bar chords up, 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 way up high on the bass instead with a bunch of distortion. It seems to work fine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you improvise. Well, it's good. <laughs> I'll tell you the real secret to my guitar prowess. Ooh. Pro, oh, pro tool, pro, pro tool, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> All you gotta do is play it right once. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's right. That I seems the way it goes it. today. Everybody makes yeah. an album in their house. They're like, heck with that, I got pro tools. Mm-hmm. I can play the bass, that's I can right. play guitar, I can sing. 
Yeah, I can one play man, enough guitar. One man and one woman band. There you go, man. That's all you need to do. I can play enough guitar that's to get it. by. Yep, yeah. Enough six. guitar. See, the, 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 the plan, my original plan, was to get a quote-unquote real guitar player. But as I started tracking stuff, and uh, and the engineer that I've worked with, Kevin Hahn, he, he's, he's also got a metal background, but he, he recorded a lot of my blues CDs. So uh, he was encouraging me. He was like, no, I think you can do this. Yeah, you got it. I think you can pull this off. And he said, you know, it, it's going to, it's, you're going to get what you want instead of trying to get somebody else to do what you want them to do. Just teach yourself how to do it. And so I, I really, you know, I thank him for encouraging me to, to continue and to not give up because man, it was frustrating at times. Right. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out great. Right. It turned out perfect. Well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. So tell me about the name White Crone. Where'd you come up with that? Well, there's a song on the record called 18 Rabbits. Uh-huh. And I really wanted to call, because this is a recording project, you know, I really wanted to call it 18 Rabbit because that song to me is kind of the feature song. That's like, you know, how Maiden would put Rhyme the Ancient Mariner at the end of an album. Yep. You know, they put their epic song. That's the epic song. But then I found out there's another band called 18 Rabbit. So I was like, ah, ah, yeah, there's a Canadian band, I think, called 18 Rabbit. So oh, I was kind of like, oh, damn. Yeah, it's, a, it's the name of a, of a Mayan king who oh. like was a patron of the arts. And so I saw a documentary on him years ago and thought, man, I got to write a song about this guy one of these days. So I, you know, I did, and I wanted to call the project. I had the artwork for it and everything. It was Mayan, you know, looking stuff. And, and then Iron Maiden, of course, did the whole Mayan thing. So it was like, ah, shit, I can't do that now either. Right. And so, so I just thought, well, you know, I kind of, I was a big Kiss fan growing up too. And King Diamond and Merciful Fate. So this idea of, of like an alter ego, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, got it. And yeah. so, you know, kind of, she's not a witch because there's all these witches out there. You know, you got Maria Brink and everybody. Everybody's a witch. Right. Uh, but I, I, you know, she's more like the the village wise woman, the prognosticator, you know, sure, yeah. because I'm no spring chicken. So I kind of more <laughs> identify with, with that. The word crone comes to mind. And I'm really pale. So I just thought, White Crone, hey, that works. So yeah. I Googled it, and nobody took the name, so I took it. Hmm. The name was the name was free, so. Nice. Well, because apparently, look- yeah, somebody else saw the documentary, too, which is bad, <laughs> but they saw it as well. What's that? Hmm? They, took the, they took the name 18 Rabbit, right? Is that from a documentary yeah, you watch? They, they must. Well, they must have seen the documentary about this Mayan yeah. king because it's the the name of the Mayan king, and so they must have thought, "Yeah, that's pretty bad." Yeah, no, nobody man. comes up with eighteen rabbit off the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> they all would ever think of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, are you ever going to make a band, White Crone, like a, like a like a full band, or? You know, I don't know if there's enough demand for it. I mean, I'm. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of demand in Germany for White Crone. I've actually, most of the CDs I mail off are to Germany. Huh. So that's kind of interesting. So I don't know if, if there's some festival or something that would like to hire White Crone. I know the people I can put a band together. But, but you know, now that you mentioned that, just listening to it, it doesn't really sound that far away from like some German power metal. You know? Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe that's, that's what, what, what it is. I'm not sure what it is that's resonating with a German audience, but hey, 
it, it, I'm thrilled, and I've I've made some friends over there, and and uh, you can't do bad over there. I mean, there are 90 million people. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, it's a pretty yeah, big, and a they, big market. And they love metal. God, they, they love, love metal. classic metal. They love classic metal. I mean, just yeah. look you at know? look at Walken Open Air Festival. Jeepers! Maybe you could play Walken. Maybe you play Walken. Well, you know. Well, you know, I, I, I joined an existing band from Portland called Splintered Throne. And I've been a fan of theirs. I've been a fan and I've been going to their shows for a couple of years. And I went to one of their shows a few years ago, like two, was it two years ago? And I love their lead singer, but they made an announcement from the stage and said their lead singer was quitting the band. And my friend that was with me, she starts nudging me in the ribs and going, go talk to him. Go talk to him. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, there are singers leaving. Come on, you should audition. And I was like, ah, come on. But I, you know, I, I did at her, at her urging. I talked to them in the bar next to the club and they set me up with a, uh, with an audition. And I, I, you know, learned some of their stuff, which I just love their material. And the next thing I know, I'm the new lead singer for Splintered Throne. And because of the pandemic, it's been hard for us to rehearse and stuff. But we've been sending uh, files back and forth on Dropbox. We've been chatting on Zoom. And now we're rehearsing again with, you know, some social distancing and masks and stuff like that. And uh, we've got a pile of songs I think you guys are going to love, man. you got to send it over to us. Yeah, immediately. Classic, classic, kick-ass stuff. So it's still in the works. We haven't. These are just demos and stuff at this point. But we really look forward to getting this stuff in the studio. Yeah. So, so now for the shameless self-promotion part, how do people get a hold of you and uh, and hear your music now? How do they do that? Well, you can visit my website. My official website is whitecrone.com. That's C-R-O-N as in Nancy E. So whitecrone.com. But also you can find The Poisoner at whitecrone.bandcamp.com. Dot com. Right. Love me some Bandcamp. Bandcamp is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Bandcamp has really turned the industry around, I think. Take it away from the... And, 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 like, the big labels are scared of Bandcamp. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. You think they'd be fishing it all day long. You think they'd be fishing... Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, it would need to put you on the same uh, bill as Justin Bieber. Come on, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, you think they'd be in there like listening and trying to find stuff. I don't know. I know, but they, look at the state of the industry, man. As far as in America, the Grammys, come on now. Oh, uh, uh, you know what, though? I'll tell you what. I'm a member of the Recording Academy. Okay. And I, I will defend the Recording Academy because what you see in the show, the Grammys, yeah, once sure. a year, is the cheesy, glitzy tip of a really awesome iceberg. Sure. And they have a lot of educational stuff that happens all through the year. I've done a lot of these, uh, you know, we, we used to have meet and greets, you know, but I've also done Zoom ed- education stuff about the music industry. Uh, they've also done a lot of, they've got a, a, a program called Music Cares, where they've donated money to musicians who are down on their luck and provided uh, healthcare services and stuff. So the, actually the Grammy organization is actually really cool. I'm trying to get more people, uh, to more artists, metal artists, to actually join the Recording Academy because, you know, the metal performance, it's not televised. 
No, they right. will, those those categories, the best categories, frankly, you can you can watch them online. You know, Lizzie Hale actually presented the rock categories last last year, I think it was. Yep. So you can watch them online, but they don't put them on stage. You know, it's like this. You know. Well, so, I mean, I, yeah, I remember when I lived in uh, when I lived in when I lived in uh, in L.A. I used to go there just to pick up engineering gigs. Ah, they do all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. So if you're a sound engineer, it's and you live anywhere near North Hollywood, it's not a bad place to go get a gig. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah I don't see why bands wouldn't join either. It doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't do that. But you know, some people are fickle. You know, and they get this thing ingrained in their brain. Metal bands, a lot of times, like dude. Bobby's still not over the Jethro Tull beating. Uh, well, I'm still mad about well, that. <laughs> and, and Tenacious D. I love Tenacious D. Oh, I love D, Tenacious D. But, metal. but, but yeah. <laughs> Jack Black is come not on. metal. Come on now. I'm not saying he is, but come on. That Dio song is awesome. It's awesome, but come on. <laughs> so, you know, there's been some bad decisions, but I still I still think it's a cool professional organization that can help mu- metal musicians, any is. musician, sure. make, you know, make their business a little, so, little better. So what know? do you think the future of the industry is after all this insanity is going on the, for, with COVID and the stages, are, a lot of stages are closing? You I know? know a lot of places in Portland have got to be closing. It's been it's been rough, but you know what's actually cool? Um, our governor has been criticized for being pretty strict in a lot of ways, but because of that, um, I don't know if you saw on CNN they showed a map of the United States with yeah. COVID, and Oregon was the only state that was green because we are staying steady and we haven't been seeing a whole lot of increases in COVID cases. We're you know where all these other states are are doing bad. Uh, I actually know quite a few club owners. They've taken over the street and the cities and the, and the, the state have allowed them to set up shop out in the street, you know, and take over the car parks and put up tents and heaters and people doing live music outside, hmm. you know, and, and still making it happen. And, you know, there's some indoor clubs. They're still at low capacity. There's, there's a curfew and stuff like that. But, you know, if people if people do what needs to be done, wear your mask, social distance, you know, if club owners are responsible and make sure that their people don't, you know, because there was one club that had an outbreak because they weren't too responsible, well, you yeah. know, then the, then they won't get shut down. You know, we just all got to participate and make it happen. So it don't get shut down. So well, as soon as I'm they, hoping we could turn around, you know. As soon as they opened up here, there was like 1,500 Naked teenagers in and, discos. Yeah. Dancing, you know what I mean? Going Arizona on State ecstasy, kids. Yeah. For Ellen Scottsdale going nuts. <laughs> wearing their thong, uh, wearing their bikini thongs and stuff like that, all coughing on each other. <laughs> <laughs> they shut it down like three weeks later. They're like, no, wait a minute. That's so not me, what we're Meanwhile, about. <laughs> we're trying to, we, oh, we just want to see a metal show. We can't even get that. We have to sit around here and. Last show we saw mm. was King Diamond. You saw King yeah. Diamond was their last show yet, Fred. And then... Oh, <laughs> damn. I'm so. Yeah, I yeah. saw him here in Portland. That was great. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I got to see that show. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's about it. Well, yeah. he's supposed to go on tour this year with Merciful Fate, but that got postponed now the reunion yeah, they tour actually, yeah. yeah they rescheduled that for uh, las vegas next year right yeah and that was with immortal with some giant uh immortal, really? festival out there i think so it's i a, think so well we'll see if it Epic. happens 
You know, I love to hear yeah. the old uh, Melissa days or, you know, don't break the oath. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Stuff like man, that. Man, I'll tell you. Timmy Hansen, he was one of my bass heroes. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Timmy, yeah. Uh, rest, rest in peace, Timmy Grabber Hansen, man. He was so good. Yeah. Who, so, doesn't, who doesn't love Merciful Fate on a, on a Sunday afternoon? Exactly. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, are you still Halloween's with us? Yeah. Halloween's coming up, man. That's right. You gotta listen to some King Diamond and Halloween. We're gonna have some yeah. in our hall. We do a Halloween show over here for the radio show, so we always play the King. Tonight we're doing all Rob Zombie. Gotta, gotta have Zombie for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So tell me, how did you get Vinny Appice to play on your on the album? Yeah, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> well, um, actually, he played on a song on one of my blues CDs. Because oh, I wrote I wrote this song, and it's kind of this greasy song. I had Ben Rice play slide guitar or play a, a resonator on there. And it's kind of like, it's about prison reform. It's about how people get out of prison, and they don't get a chance, and they can't get a job, and they can't vote. And it's, and it's called Judge a Man Forever. You know, we judge a man forever by the worst thing he's ever done. Yeah, and I know all this, about that. Yeah, yeah. personal experiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, it's got this real slow beat. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be cool if Vinny Apathy. I thought, well, I'm going to ask my drummer Dave to play like Vinny. And then I thought to myself, well, why don't I just go ask Vinny Apathy? So you know what I did? I cold called him, man. You, I cold called him. Where does he live? <laughs> I just found an email address for him. I just did some, I mean, I can Google some shit. So I Google, <laughs> I, I'm good at Google, man. So I found an email address for him and I sent him an email and I sent him a song that was kind of similar that I'd recorded a few years before called This Bitch. And uh, so I sent it to him and he said, yeah, I'd, sure, I'd be happy to. And he sent me over to his manager and and he did the tracks actually at his home and sent them to me. So he tracks, you know, at home. And he's really good, man. Those tracks sounded great. They were really professionally done. And so when this album came up, I was like, and I wrote another song that was like a real slow, heavy groove. I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask Vinny if he'll play on this album too, because this will just be perfect, man. And like I said, he, he sent us some tracks. One of the tracks he sent us, it said, it, we, we opened them up in the studio, right? And it said bathroom. And we were like, bathroom? Oh, you know, a bathroom mic? A, a bathroom mic? It's just, yeah, it's just kick and floor tom and snare and bathroom. And we we're like, what the hell? <laughs> and so I, I emailed him. I was like, what the hell? And it was an ambient, you know, sounding yeah, yeah, mic. Yeah. He, said, he said, yeah, one day I was, you know, listening back to something and went to the bathroom. And I and I noticed, hey, it actually sounds really cool in here. So he took a fifty-seven and stuck it in his toilet roll and put it on the floor. Yeah. And that and that's the ambient mic. So when you listen to the song under Hag Stones, you are listening to Vinny Apathy's bathroom. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> whatever it takes, Vinny. Whatever it takes. No, it's true though. When you're doing drum tracks like that, sometimes that's the stuff you got to turn up the most. You just crank that thing through the eleven seventy six and bang. You know what I mean? You got to get that, yeah, we, all the all the dirty parts of the of the drums. The you all, want louder. You want those louder? The ambiance. The yeah. ambiance. Snare buds, Mike. That's a cool story. Yeah. About that. It's a cool story. I didn't expect that story, but hey, it's cool. It's very cool, man. Very cool. 
So yeah. I, we know you love traditional metal, but is any any artists or bands out there that are new that you really listen lately that really you get you want other people to know about that you listen well, to your personal time? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I've been hanging out with some folks on metal Twitter and uh, and also including you guys yeah. and uh, checking out bands on Bandcamp and people just post this. Uh, there's this guy from Austin. He's got a project called Drainbow. And his name is Nick Sarcophagus, he calls himself. And it's really experimental and just insane. It's just insanely weird. I I mean, it's kind of funny. I love love traditional metal, but I also like really weird experimental kind of music. So I've been really digging on Drainbow. And I've also been, uh, uh, there's something called uh, Alpha Botus. I think is pronounced B O O T I S. It's this. He's a synth guy. He plays like synth wave, you know. Uh-huh. But it's it's like metal, but it's synth. So to me, it's like it makes me want to go to a laser light show, you know. Right. <laughs> so I've been I've been listening to the I've been listening to that. He's got uh, he's got a, a album called Space Viking, Ooh. and it just makes me so freaking happy, man. Space so I just Viking. like off. Okay. Space Viking. So I just listen to all kinds of weird shit. I love Avatar's new album. I love Avatar. Yep. I like a band called Car Bomb. I don't know if you've heard Car Bomb. Yeah, absolutely. Really yep. Experimental. Yeah, they got some cool like video game noises in there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I just I, I like all kinds of weird shit. I like Haunt. I like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not my brain's not working yet today. <laughs> It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's Saturday. <laughs> exactly. There's there's some good traditional metal out there too, you know. There is, but there's some real they spread like stuff like ambient black metal. I heard some cool stuff like that the other day. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And Bandcamp's a cool place to find some really unique, cool music. You find all kinds of stuff on Bandcamp. If you take your time it out of your true. day and support these bands, people, and get on there and listen it's to us true. and pay for it. It was it was it. It's not that expensive either. It's really affordable. No, you know another <laughs> another right. another cool thing about them internets is yeah. that now <laughs> calls the internet. I'm just kidding. Uh, now now you can you can go back in time to and find stuff that you'd never imagine from all over the world. There's stuff like you know you all of a sudden you hear about this bands Iranian metal bands or bands from all over the world. There's metal bands from all over the world. You never be able yeah. to find otherwise. And back into and then if you just go back in time to some like we were checking out suicide. Yep. Became yeah. big suicide fans, you know. Like, who would have thought? I mean, check we, them out. how would you ever know? Delving into CBGB, yeah. we found these other bands we never heard of. Playing, yeah, who played CBGB? Yeah, who played CBGB? Mm-hmm. So we started we started to research that, and then all of a sudden, you know, the people got it out on YouTube or whatever. They and and you just see like a picture of a record spinning, and then they play the whole record. You know what I mean? Of the trippiest stuff you ever heard. Yep, I love that. Well, there's a lot of stuff that I missed because I was in the blues scene for a long time, mm-hmm. and I was listening to the the R and you know old school R and B and stuff for a long time. So I like to call myself the unfrozen cave woman of metal. <laughs> <laughs> so people are like telling me about these bands. And I'm like, who? Who is that? And they're the like, you never heard of this cave band? Woman? <laughs> That's right. They find you under an ice sheet and you just shake it off and walk out. Who are you, who are yeah. you guys? Doing? What are you guys doing? <laughs> who the hell is the Slayer? <laughs> yeah, who's, who's Who's this chick with the parachute pants and the maiden shirt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
Oh, yeah. Rediscovering is great. And new discovering is great. Like she said, you go on Bandcamp, you're going to find a lot of cool music. You know? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Whether you're a metalhead or whatever you are, you can find anything. I mean, sometimes you'll find these yeah. bands have like one follower and they're freaking awesome. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And a lot of these bands yeah. are one person and one, one man bands mm -hmm. or one woman bands, whatever they're doing. That's and, true. Hell Ripper. Hell yeah, Ripper. Hell Ripper is another one. Yeah, it's another one. That's Damn a good example. Yeah, that's yeah. A good yeah. yeah. It's another good Dude's band. Dude's amazing. Yeah. Dude is Hell amazing. Ripper. Yeah. And these guys are just saying, yeah, I don't need a band. Why do you need hassles? Of a, <laughs> why why do I need the hassle of a band? What about that Adam Hyman guy? Yeah, Ad, Adam's cool. Yeah. Adam Hyman, remember that dude? Yeah, I can't awesome. forget. I can't forget him. <laughs> but yeah. he's great too. He's great too. He's been he's been writing tracks for forty years, man. Yep, he has. You can do it yourself, yeah. and you don't have the you know lead singer syndrome and stuff. You you, you just got to fight with yourself. Like <laughs> you yeah. got to argue with yourself every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> storm out of the room on yourself and throw a chair in the window. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll drink as much as I want to. Yeah. <laughs> so I know a lot of people nowadays, because of the, everything going on, a lot of these bands are like, they're in this mentality, I don't know if you agree with me or not, about finding the next gig to play. Well, it really doesn't matter anymore if you play for 13 bucks at this club. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Stay on top of your social media. Get on Bandcamp. Record your music. Get it out there. You know, Google people like Lisa did. Have them come play on your album. You know? Yeah. This is the way to do it nowadays. This is a modern age. You know, it's, I know it, you, you can still sell your merch more easily on the internet than you can, you know, at a booth. Hey, we all know there's no such thing as metal radio anymore, but I'm bullish <laughs> on this internet radio thing, man. It's everywhere. Yep. That's yeah. right. And anybody can reach it, too. It's not like you have to worry about you know, the reach of the FM yep. uh, yeah, signal. Yeah, right. Slowly you know, building, your, slowly building your, cloud, your crowd in St. Louis, you know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, whatever. there's nothing like, re there really is <laughs> nothing like that person-to-person -person interaction, you know, and, but it is pretty fascinating because, you know, like with my blues thing, I, I've just released a five-song EP of Americana and blues, and I did it during a pandemic, and it sold well enough to get on the Billboard chart. So, yeah, I mean, it can be done. Yeah. So, and I'm connecting because I do a show on Tuesdays uh, from my house. I just play my bass and sing some blues, you know, and I've been doing a live stream on Facebook and I've been connecting to fans because I, I, I toured the UK a few times and uh, uh, I've been connecting, reconnecting with those fans in the UK because, you know, there's no barriers, you know, where I'm not in a club. I'm I'm on the internet. Anybody that's still awake can tune in. So right, it's been really cool. It's, it's a trip. This this pandemic has actually been a blessing in some ways in that regard with connecting to people all over. There's been some bands, I forget which metal band it was, that, you know, uh, Beh Behemoth. Yeah, Behemoth. I really dig them too. They, they did a live stream and did a multi-camera thing where you could choose which camera you wanted to watch you know i'm staring at them right now we got a poster we got a poster in there on our wall here <laughs> yeah i do that's my screensaver man i got a screensaver yeah man so there's ways to reach an audience you know like i said it's not exact it's not the same as a mosh pit but i broke some ribs in a mosh pit last year so maybe this is safer yeah, as we all get older, we my my part my Medicare Part B doesn't cover that anymore. Oh man, 
<laughs> I am getting too old. <laughs> I'll just stay in the back and give me a beer at the bar, and I'll watch the show from back there. <laughs> oh, last time I tried to do that, I got my glasses kicked off, and I dropped my beer, and I was on the ground looking for my glasses, and I'm like 50, and I'm like, do I really want to do this uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got knocked down by a one-armed man at a soul fly show. Oh, wow. A one-armed man, man. I went in a pit. I started going around in a circle. And this guy, he looked at me. He, like, looked at me and he smiled. And he ran straight at me. <laughs> and he, I was like, what the hell was that? And he knocked me down. And I landed. And I knew I broke some ribs. It was rough. So I went in the bathroom. And they had a cot in the bathroom. And I laid down. I laid down. I was like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. So then I went back out. <laughs> but finally... I went home. I was in pain for so long, but yeah, there's proper proper uh, mosh protocols, and running directly at someone who is running directly at you is not a good thing to do in the mosh pit. Mm, no. <laughs> and the new maybe, mosh, the new mosh pit thing is just flailing your arms around, kicking people. <laughs> this is the new mosh pit. I don't know. I got hit in the with a steel so. toe boot. Steel toe boot comes flying out of nowhere. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, man, I'm too, I'm too old to mosh anymore. That's what I so. said. Medicare don't cover it. I can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't get hurt in a live stream. My Obamacare won't cover it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so listen, Lisa Mann, White Crone, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate you so much. Love Thank the Poisoner you. album. Go and get it. Go support her, <laughs> the White Crown. Go check out her blues. Go, when she plays out live, check it out. When she's on her stream, check it out. Support everybody, people. We can do this together. Yeah, you won't be sorry. Listen to this record. This is some metal. It is. Right on. If you Thank love you old so school much. metal, this is, the, this is the album for you. So dig it. Love it. Going to play some more. Going to get you back on the Showcase Show. When you get your new, your new uh, whatever new songs you got coming out, whether they're yes. metal or not, send what them the on band, over. What was the band called? Splinter Throne? Splinter Splintered, Throne. Splintered Throne, man. Okay, we'll We're working on a killer CD. Cool. Okay, well, let us we know. We look forward we'll to hearing it. It'd be awesome. Sweet. Thank you both so much, man. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Lisa. White Crown, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Adios. Adios.